0: means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.
1: Hi, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. Um, my guest today is uh, Tatiana Moros. She's a singer-songwriter. Um, she's an advisor to a company called Token FM, an evangelist for them, um, an early adopter in the crypto world, a woman of many hats. In many activities. So, Tatiana, how are you doing?
2: I'm great, thanks. I'm happy to be here today.
1: Yeah, thank you. So, um, can we start out? How did you get involved in the crypto world? I know you created Tatiana Coin, but can you tell listeners, you know, of your early beginnings in this in this realm?
2: Uh yeah, sure. Well, you know, one of the things that I love about the crypto space is that it really brings together people from all different walks of life. And if you told me, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, that I would be involved in technology and finance. I would have, of course, called you a liar because that seems very, very unlikely. Um, I grew up doing music. Uh, I studied music business and jazz vocal performance at Berklee College of Music in Boston. And my background was managing various recording studios in Manhattan and also uh, pursuing a career as a singer-songwriter. But I was a person that was always really influenced by the music of the 60s and 70s and how people used music to sort of start a revolution. And I thought that that was really neat. So um, in about 2011 2012, I became very politically active. Um, you know, I was campaigning in the elections, um, but I was really disappointed with the results and just watching the corruption in, in politics. You know, even though I liked the ideas of you know freedom and liberty, uh, I didn't think that people would would achieve peace in our lifetimes through the political process. And around that time, I was sponsored by BitPay and BitPay. Um, sent up, well, Tony and Stephen came up to New York, and they told me all about Bitcoin. And I thought, okay, how can I get these guys to stop telling me about this boring thing? (laughs) And so I bought a little bit of Bitcoin at $11. And, you know, when it went up, it became a lot more interesting for me. Um, But I still didn't really get it until Jeffrey Tucker gave me some insight into how Bitcoin could, could change the world. And one of my challenges with politics was that Politics could be divisive. Even if you had the same ideas as somebody, as soon as you had the labels, that would become a problem. But with cryptocurrency, you know, if your goal is empowering people and giving them more freedom, um, there's two billion people in the world that are underbanked, so you can save their lives right away really easily. Uh, so I got really enthusiastic. I created the Bitcoin jingle and around that time I became friends with Adam B. Levine, who's the host of Let's Talk Bitcoin and he created a um, token called LTB Coin, which was Let's Talk Bitcoin for his network podcast. He had over 12 different podcasts. And at that time, we created TatianaCoin, which was the first ever artist cryptocurrency. And what we wanted to solve were, were um, things that we that I had observed in, in my music background and Adam had observed. And the two things that artists really need most are money and fans. right? How do you make sure that you're not playing to a room of three people? And how do you make sure that you have enough money to record your music? So we took the idea of crowdfunding, um, which is great in terms of like Kickstarter or Indiegogo or one of those types of platforms. But let's say you want to donate $50 and for $50 you get a t-shirt. Well, what if you don't want a t-shirt? You know, you're kind of stuck with it and you can only bid during that one set amount of time. So what we did was you can buy Tatiana coins anytime and, you know, I can set the price of them. And you can use them for items in the Tatiana store. So if you want to get some swag, you know, some physical merchandise, you get exclusive stuff, exclusive content. And then to build out the fan portion, you know, when somebody has one of your coins, you have almost like a like an unbreakable bond with them, unless, of course, they sell them. Um, but, you know, it creates a, a connection. And through that connection, we built a network where you can also communicate directly with your fans that way. Um, when I was on MySpace and on um, Friendster and on Facebook, you know it's great to connect with people there. But at the end of the day, I don't own that relationship, and that's evidenced when Facebook charges me every single time I want to do a post. Uh, no one sees my mm, post sure. unless I pay for that. So if you can create that crypto bond, you remove the middleman, and that was sort of the beginning of where Token FM and Tokenly evolved into. Um, starting with, you know, LTV coin and Tatiana coin back in 2014.
1: That's pretty cool. Well, so um, how many tokens of Tatiana coin were, were issued and any interesting things that happened as it went on? And, you know, where is Tatiana coin today?
2: Oh, sure. Well, we made 3 million, which was a totally arbitrary number. You know, when you when you do something for the first time, it seems really glamorous and very, you know, oh, well, you're the first, but nobody tells you what to do. So we made 3 million. I thought that was a good number. Um, And we sold about $10,000 worth um, the first time in 2014. What I did with that money was I created my album called Keep the Faith, which I just released in 2017, and that was funded completely with crypto. And when I put out this album, Keep the Faith, you know, um, we were sort of hoping that Tokenly would be further along. So I was hoping to launch it at the same time as the platform, but... One of the lessons I learned working in technology, which I didn't really anticipate, is that sometimes things take a little bit longer than you than you expect. Um, so mm-hmm. we put out uh the, the new album, Tatiana um, Keep the Faith, in March of twenty seventeen. And so now we're putting out the platform to sort of use a lot of the interactive features for using Tatiana coin, but people were able to use those coins to purchase the album and different kinds of experiences. So um, I know I owe some people some YouTube performances of like some covers, so you know you can use Tatianacoin to buy albums and stuff, but you can also use it to sort of do kind of fun things and engage with uh with me and then, as the platform's built out, we'd love to do different partnerships with other artists and different things like that
1: okay, very cool and what's your work with tokenly and tokens f m like what are you doing there?
2: Well, really, I mean it's Adams company, but when we created Tatianacoin. We needed a place um, where all this stuff can sort of grow from and where it could kind of become a home base um, for other artists. And and I've just been sort of giving my feedback all along the way as being sort of the guinea pig. Um, and we've learned a lot of things from my experiences on how to make things better. I've brought a lot of uh, people into the project because I really believe in the team. And, um, and yeah, I, I'm I'm happy to be a part of it. Uh, I think it's been a lot of... For me, It's it's been a dream come true because basically I say to Adam, hey, Adam, this would be really cool for artists. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> and then they make, it, they make it. So, I mean, it's an artist's dream. and And the most important thing for me has been hopefully creating a place where artists have the most autonomy and the most control that they've ever had in the history of mankind. I mean, if we can connect directly to our fans... One of the things that's really great about the record labels is, number one, they do provide some valuable services. They have really talented people there that know how to push a record, but they give you a loan, and that's the main thing, right? But if they're the only lender in town, the the terms are not going to be that favorable, but if people can tap into their own tribe and their own communities, they can have sustainable careers that way. Um, there's a the thing that people reference in the music industry, a 1,000 Fans. Um, and the concept is if you can get a thousand fans to give you a hundred dollars a year, you have a sustainable living. And so I think with cryptocurrency, I mean, it's the great, the great equalizer in a lot of ways. So I hope to help, you know, build an infrastructure where other artists can feel like they don't have to choose between their day job and their passion.
1: So, all right. So how would this work for upcoming artists? Let's say, you know, I'm a a singer songwriter and I'm interested in, using a coin or having my own coin or connecting with fans directly, what advice do you have? What to stay away from? What to do?
2: Um, Well, you know, right now we're in this exploratory phase. So we're having all these different kinds of use cases that we're testing out. Um, I'm not sure which one's going to last to talk about, um, but you can do different kinds of things. Like the most basic thing that somebody would be able to do right now is to upload their music and set all their pricing. Now that doesn't sound very exciting, but if you try and distribute your music through a TuneCore, which, I mean, I love that company. and distribute my music through them. But if you want to send your music over to iTunes, you have to have it set at their pricing. Whereas with um, with Token.fm, you can have it where today your songs cost like $5, tomorrow they cost a dollar, the next day they're free because it's your birthday. You know, you can do any kind of um, stuff like that. Uh, and then I would talk to the team and talk about the best way that you want to use it, you know, cause there's so many different ways to do it. Um, it depends on what you're trying to do. For example, you can try and do a Tatiana coin like I did, you know, to fundraise in order to, to pre, uh, you know, to fund your record or whatever. Um, but you also need to have certain things in place for that. Like, do you have a fan base? Cause just having a coin, it's the same thing like with Indiegogo. Um, you know, you have to have some sort of a plan outside of just using the technology um, and a way to engage. But that's something that we're happy to help people come up with ideas. And um, and I think it'll be really neat sharing our experiences, especially through the blogs and the video content from the upcoming months, because then it's not really talking about things in a theoretical way It's and not only applying it to my own experiences, but to seeing how other artists engage with it. I think it's going to be really interesting.
1: So what are some examples of things that you've done with your coin that worked or didn't work, you know, so you could advise someone just, you know, Hey, do this and don't do that. Any examples um, there?
2: Well, I mean, I made my coin. Don't be the first one to do something because then you're going to learn the hard way, <laughs> all the lessons. Um, no, I mean, I, I, you know, accept Tatiana coin for payment for my thing. So, I mean, using it as a fundraising source was definitely helpful for me. Um I think that a lot of the features that I really want to use with it are still a month or two out. So I can't really suggest anybody do anything until I see how they work and everything. Um, Right now, it's just stuff that the guys have been talking about and certain features. Like the product itself isn't actually launched. So I wouldn't recommend that anybody do much except for kind of follow along at this point. And then in the next month, that's when we're going to be able to sort of bring other people on. Maybe it'll take longer than that. I don't want to... I don't want to promise anything in that regard. Um, but for me, the main basic ways that I'm using it is to message with people who have um, purchased Coin through the chat room and then using it um, as a means of exchange for things on, in my store. So if people well, um, want to use Coin instead of dollars or if they want to use Bitcoin, they can use any of those kinds of payments right there.
1: Oh, so you accept Bitcoin and other, other tokens as well?
2: Yep. Yeah, and the tokenly platform helped me do that cuz I don't know if I would be able to do all of the uh, cuz yeah like they're integrated with ShapeShift. So um we use ShapeShift too. So like and I if can accept get any kind of crypto they
1: they, Uh buy it with fiat or do they have to use Bitcoin to get it.
2: Nope, they can buy it with fiat. They just buy it directly on my website. And then as okay, like you... as, as other features become more available, um then they'll be able to kind of experience that stuff. But for now, like most of my things that you buy on my website are pegged so you get a discount automatically if you buy Tatiana coin.
1: Okay, I got you. Um, what about for like live performances? Have you tried um you know, oh, uh, if you buy more than X Tatiana coin, then I'll give you a signed copy of my, you know, of my music. For instance, if you attend my performance next week at you know 123 Main Street, or if you're touring, you get a backstage pass. You get VIP tickets if you buy more than X number of the tokens. I mean, what are some things that you guys are? thinking of doing to uh, make the coin more widely used?
2: Um, I mean, I, don't, I have a marketing team that's going to be working on that stuff. I I do quite, quite a lot of things, so I don't know the exact um, plans for how to do different things. Like, I like the idea of a living album. Um, that's something that I'm going to focus on uh, in terms of basically what it is, is you can get a number of different artists that are focused around a cause. For example, for me, I'm really passionate about, um, getting the word out about Ross Ulbricht and the truth out about him and, and freeing him because he's in jail for double life for all nonviolent crimes. So other artists are also passionate about this and have uh, wanted to put music toward it and stuff like that. So what we could do is we could do a living album token where people, they donate, and then they get songs that are um, all donated, and the proceeds go to uh, pay out par- partially pay out the artist, but also to pay out um, the Ulbricht family to help with their legal fund. Um, So this is something I'd like to start working on the next couple of months. But what's neat about it is that you can kind of automate. So when you, when an artist tries to do something like pay out a charity for their album, it actually ends up being like a logistical difficulty for them because they don't necessarily track it as much. So our system will allow you to just set it and forget it. Um, But then you can also sort of cross promote with other artists that have a similar goal. So, Hopefully, as these artists get onboarded into the platform, not only will their music be able to be shared and listened to because of that cross-promotion, but maybe our fans can engage with each other with the different chat rooms and stuff like that. It's it's a little bit hard to talk about it because, you know, it's not it, it does exist, but it's not launched yet. You know what I mean? It hasn't been with a bunch of users, and we're testing it out. So, uh, unfortunately, these things, I think, take a lot longer than I had ever expected. Um, but I think most of the bones are are pretty much done, but launching it is always, it seems like it takes a little bit longer than you'd think. Are there any aspects Um, of it? But yeah, you can do different, um, I'm sorry, just to answer your original question, you can also do things where, for example, if you were the first people that bought the Keep the Faith album, you would get a Keep the Faith album token, which we created these, and then those will give you, let's say, discounts to future tickets because you bought it during the first round and different kinds of things like that. So all of that, um, people have basically an infinite amount of creativity that they can bring to that. So if they have a lot of time to do all different kinds of crazy contests, they can do that. Or if they don't want to do that and they want to keep it simple, they can do it that way too. So this way, there's not I don't know, like sometimes I think all these tools are great, but then all of a sudden it gives you more, more work because you have to do more things with the tools. So I want to make it as flexible as possible, and I think that's sort of the goal for the Tokenly team too.
1: Yeah, and it sounds like it would get complicated if um, you wanted to offer, you know, 10 different things depending on what people bought and how much they bought of it. It would be hard to keep track of all that and all that obligation. So I can see well, how software would help you a lot.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, the software part is going to be helpful. And then the other thing is, is that even like for me personally as an artist, um, one of the biggest things that I've struggled with is like, how do you how do you balance that? You know, where does your music come in? Where does your business savvy need to take um, take hold? You know, where where can you put your efforts and, and have it be like not, you know, too many things at once, Um and so i think I think hopefully that these tools will make it a lot easier to automate some of that stuff for people, and then it's up to them how how however they want to use the tools it's up to them
1: any legal issues with um people buying stuff directly from you using the token et cetera, or does it seem for some reason that it's okay?
2: um you know, I think it's always really difficult and really scary when dealing with the s e c because there's no clarity on regulation. Um, we've always tried to be really careful with that. Adam, uh, Adam has a team of people that he would consult with, um, to make sure that we weren't doing anything wrong. The thing is, is that it's not sold as an investment thing. It's not like, oh, buy your Tatiana coins and make millions of dollars. It's never been the goal. The goal is to really use it as a connection point and to enable a lot of other features through the coin itself. Um, because then you're on the streaming platform and then the streaming platform itself, like, we're planning on paying artists between ten and twenty times what the normal royalties are. Um, so, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, things that are sort of enabled through just getting people onboarded into the crypto space, and the various tokens are are they're almost like tickets to get in. Do you know what I mean?
1: Makes sense, right? Well, there's a thing called the Howey test. So, right, if it's, if there's no anticipation of uh, of investment or future value in the token, I could see why it. So it should be okay. It might be okay. Yeah,
2: but. I mean, you can get some, you can get like some swag <laughs> and stuff for it, and like collectible items and access to exclusive things. But then you also get the messaging, and there's like functionality built into it. So all along, I think we've been, you know, on the right side, and of course that's been our attention. But you know, it's very, it's a very intimidating and daunting task, and it's unfortunate that a lot of um, innovation in the United States has been driven out because of. That fear of, of um, you know, the, the legal system, kind of, you know, the regulatory bodies coming after you. And, and when people, and, and it's unfortunate because sometimes there should be some regulation, right? Um, right? But I think the market does a better job of regulating itself, especially in these really early days, because even the best intentions have unintended poor co- consequences. And, um, you know, and that's a shame because crypto is so powerful and there there's so many cool things that it can do.
1: Well, last question: um, What about the music industry itself? Any blowback from them? Any uh, attempt by them to stifle what you're doing, or or what uh, tokenly or Token FM is doing?
2: You know, I um like I have that rebel spirit, right? I'm like, ah, oh, forget the music industry. I'm going to ruin their lives <laughs> because if you grow up as an indie artist, like it, it gets it's it's kind of frustrating. Even if you somewhat understand how the industry works, there's some frustration for everybody. But at the same time, you know, most of the people that are in the industry got into the industry because they love music and they want to see disruption. But the music industry isn't the fastest moving. So you've got your early adopters and those people who are really bleeding edge and, and getting in um on the ground level and setting the setting the tone. And I think that's a really fun time to be involved. I remember when I was talking about music and crypto in two thousand and fourteen people in the music industry thought I was annoying (laughs) and they were like, please don't tell me any more about this crypto thing that you're obsessed with. Um, But now it's a totally different ball game and and people are really excited. They see the potential. And I think that there's a lot of fear of missing out. Um, But how soon do people think it's going to be used versus how soon I think that we're going to see the benefits of token technology. Those might be, you know, different estimates. I think, um, I think, I'm really excited about what we've been working on with the token stuff, and I'm excited to see how it goes in the upcoming months in terms of getting it out there with, with larger use cases than just my own and, and uh, the stuff that Tokenly's worked with until now. Well, it's
1: great. Well, Tatiana, thanks for coming. And, you know, you're in an industry that's new and fast-changing, and we don't know what's going to happen with, you know, with crypto and the music industry, but it looks like it's pointing in the right direction. So thanks for being a, so. a forerunner in it. You know. Right on. Any, any last things that you wanted to talk about that we haven't covered?
2: Um. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess if anybody wants to come and see me, like they can go to my website, com. I've got a lot of really cool conferences coming up. My my company, uh, Crypto Media Hub, uh, we do PR and marketing, but we, we're also doing events. So I'm doing this event in Aspen uh, in a couple of weeks, um, September 21st to the 23rd. And I think that's going to be really cool because – it started out as a crypto conference but now it's sort of a future conference. It's called the Nexus Conference in Aspen. So, I think okay. that'll be really neat and then there's I don't know, a lot of a lot of really good things coming up for the new year. So, I hope to meet with people and uh say hello in person around the world somewhere. Okay,
0: great. The Bitcoin well, is Sarah, Thanks so much for coming on the super podcast. I appreciate it.
2: Coming to thanks Dallas, very much. Texas, I appreciate it. February
0: 16, 17, and 18 in 2018.